Yeah, I think anecdotally I would be hearing of teachers, let's say, taking account of children coming in who would be a little hungry and um, providing alternatives for them in terms of uh, breakfast and things like that. That's not, it's not unusual, unfortunately. And I think the research is reflective of um, the world we're living in at the moment. I think the 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 um, economically things are starting to bite, and all, always in these situations, it's on the families who can le- are in the least position to deal with that situation. Um, I think, in, uh, from a primary perspective, it can be quite heartbreaking to see it, um, and all too often. It's those the children are they're unwilling to almost let you know you're you're, you're seeing this yourself um, just by their behaviour. They might be low coming in. They might be hungry earlier. You know, you might have children letting you know that they're hungry at ten o'clock, having started at nine, and then you know that they you know they haven't had a, a solid breakfast coming out in the morning, and that has obviously knock knock on effects on their education and also their emotional well being. So there's, you know, the the issue is twofold. I think the other thing to keep in mind in all of these situations, if a child is coming in hungry, there may be difficulties in the home due to that. You know, there might be tensions in the home. So they don't. They, it's not just a a physical issue that they have to deal with, but there's also the emotional knock-on effect of of dealing with with an atmosphere in a house that that it's obviously going to permeate when there are difficulties. Yeah, there's so much uh, attached to this, uh, Ignatius. And are you seeing a similar picture to to what Colm is seeing? For sure, Alan. Yes, um, here um, when I was appointed principal five and a half years ago, um, a, a teacher approached me to set up a junior branch of the Saint Vincent de Paul. So a couple of years ago, as part of that, we set up a breakfast club, so that in the home economics room every morning the transition years run a breakfast club for the rest of the school. So any student that wants to pop in to have a little bit of breakfast are welcome to do so. And the St Vincent de Paul are helping us to fund that. So they're partly sponsoring it and we're very grateful to them for that. So that was our very practical and simple response to something that we were seeing in front of us. And it's good that there's a a, a sort of a solution there. Is this something that has gotten worse in the past year or so, as we've seen the whole cost of living crisis really unfold? Yeah, there's no question, but it has gotten worse. And we see more students availing of that service. Now, I suppose some students avail of it, and I would know that their background is that they don't really, I suppose, need it economically, but they come and it's a kind of a social gathering for them as well. But it's fine because that makes it acceptable for the ones that need to turn up. And hopefully because others are turning up, they don't feel stigmatised because, you know, they don't feel that it's only people going to this that are economically worse off than others. So we open it up to everybody for that reason, so that it's a social gathering as well for students in the morning. Yeah, and, and Colm, is it something you know that you feel has gotten worse from from your viewpoint over the past year or so because of the rising cost of uh, bills, be it energy or groceries or whatever it might be, and that's all feeding into uh, as you, you describe, you know, a situation at home, uh, an, an undesirable situation at home. Absolutely, um, I think over the last year, definitely with the cost of living crisis, it's definitely fed into uh, difficulties in that regard. Anytime you have any kind of uh, issues in terms of cost of living in the macro sense, it will always trickle down to um, the children on the ground. And we most definitely are seeing that ourselves. As I say, anecdotally, I'm hearing of teachers who are preparing now for, for that, for children who might be coming in a bit hungry and to, to offset any issues that they may have. I think um, 
As Father, you point out there, the Brexit Club is a hugely important thing. I would be a massive advocate of investment in Brexit clubs um, throughout the country because I think if it's a too small land in Hebrew kind of situation as that old adage goes, if they start well, it kind of it feeds into the rest of the day. And as Father, you mentioned, the social side of even having that meal, you know, there's, there's academic benefits to that, there's social benefit to that, there's conversational benefit to it. Um, where they can share a meal together. I mean, I, we've seen here through we did we ran a breakfast um, last year during May for the first and second class, and it was a massively positive social thing to do, let alone from a nutrition point of view. And I think in that regard alone, it would have a massive benefit. And if you're going to invest um, in supporting the youth, which is that's where, that they always require and investment, and it's it's never it's never wasted. Um, a breakfast club, much like the the one that Father is talking about there, has a massive benefit, positive benefit. And when it's ubiquitous, when it's across the board, as as pointed out already, there's it, that stigma is removed, and that's massively important. When you have a cost of living crisis, stigma is a re, has this impact. We see it that as, as you move up along the classes, children are, are less liable to tell you if they're feeling hungry because there's a, fig, a stigma attached to that. Whereas if you had a breakfast club kind of a situation, it would remove that. Hmm. Uh, look, Colin, well, I'm sure most people would agree a breakfast club is a, is a good idea and a good initiative. Ultimately, should schools be responsible for trying to tackle or solve this particular issue? Is it not something that the government should be solving? Yeah, and I, I would absolutely agree with you. And it, when I say this, the, the it's breakfast clubs like that, I would be... Uh, just to make it very clear, I've been making the, the point that this should be come from direct government investment. You know, what's happening where schools are having to step in and to solve that problem, it, that, that is not the, the, the job of schools, really. If, they, if they're having to use their own capitation, their own personal financial funds to make this happen, that should not be the, the situation that we're dealing with. You, you, you would, I'd be calling for the government to provide funding for this across the board, I think it would have a huge uh, benefit to primary school and secondary school children across the country. And I think if you look at, let's say, within this country as a whole, in in the north, for example, it, it, the investment in school dinners and in providing nutrition for children in school is there already. So the difference between living mm. in, in Armagh and Monaghan is particularly prevalence in this, you know, one side of the border you have an awful lot of investment in the nutrition of young children and the other side you don't. And if we could equalise the support that would be that would be, that would benefit all the children not just a certain cohort of them. Uh, uh, and, and Father Ignatius something Colm touched on earlier on was you know, students who were hungry and the impact that it would have on learning, you know, would, you know, I'd imagine a student coming in with an empty stomach. You're not exactly in the best frame of mind to be uh, alert and uh, at your peak uh, ability to, to to learn and to concentrate in the classroom. You know, and that was exactly what we were seeing. And our response then was to try and, and solve that with the Breakfast Club. And uh, to go back to uh, Colm's point, you know, I shouldn't, as principal of St. Clarence College, have to go cap in hand to St. Vincent de Paul looking for help to run a breakfast club. There should be funding there from the Department of Education for that across the board in schools. Some schools will need that more than others, depending on the profile of student, but every school probably needs it in some shape or form. And I do think the government has a role there. It will be schools that will have to practically work it out. And as I say here, the transition year students run it, but a different member of staff comes in every single morning in their own time to supervise 
that whole operation. And they're doing that voluntarily because the staff of St. Clemens and I'm sure other schools too have seen this great need that students need to be sated, they need to be fed in order to concentrate and do their work properly during the school day. So the staff are volunteering to cover all of that every single morning here in St. Clemens College. One thing we are seeing the government do, uh, Colm, in relation to food and students, is extending the Hot Meals programme to all Desh primary schools. Uh, clearly, you feel there's there's a need to go further than this. I do, yeah. I, I, I think that um, I would welcome the idea of extending it to, to all Desh primary schools, but I, I, I do feel there is a need to go further. I think um, there, at the point where the horse is bolted, there is no, there's no point in looking back and saying, well, we could have done A, or we could have done B, or we could have done C. You're, you're in a, a situation now where you can be proactive rather than reactive. And I think a proactive approach to this would be even on a a temporary basis, on a trial basis, to extend the support for um, for the school meal programme. Because I think if you were to do so, and the benefits were to reveal themselves, which I have no doubt that they would, that it, it's a point worth taking. Um, because if you were to take that point and you're to say, look, we're going to invest like that, we're going to invest in a trial basis, and we're going to monitor that investment and see whether it was worth worthwhile. I think the government would look at this as something that was a benefit. And so often we we can invest in, in certain situations that don't have a, a, a complete benefit for the children on the ground. They can be structurally beneficial, but necessar- not necessarily practically beneficial for the children on the ground. This is an option to invest where you can be absolutely provided hands-on individual support for every child in the country. And when you have that opportunity, it makes sense to take it.